don't just learn one way. Don't just learn from one person. Even if you know you don't use everything you've learned, if you can pick up one or two nuggets of gold from each person you learn from, your life's going to keep moving forward. And while we were doing that, that's when I found my passion was to teach others because I believed if I could even just, and, and it all started with this, if I could help one person, one person do what my wife and I had done, go from deep in debt to financially free, it'd make it all worthwhile. And now 20 years later, I've personally trained over half a million people. Hey, welcome to the business of sales. I'm your host, Morris Sims. I have over 35 years training sales professionals who are actually business owners. And now, hey, I'm focused on helping those business owners run their businesses more effectively and efficiently in today's very fast-paced, ever-changing world. So on this show, we're going to interview some great business leaders and give you practical ideas that you can use today. So, hey, stick with us, please. We've got great things coming out, and it's going to happen right now. Robert Riopel is our guest today on the business of sales. We're really excited about having him here. Robert is a an author, a speaker, and an app designer, and does some wonderful things. His his book talks about the six steps. It's just good. Let's just get into it, Robert. How are you today? <laughs> you know, it, it's cold, but I'm staying warm, so I'm a happy man. Well, I'm proud of you, then. And where are you? I currently live in central Alberta in Canada, and, you know, I'm on a beautiful little acreage. So even when it's minus 31, as long as the heat don't go out, we're all good. <laughs> we feel the same way in Texas, so you're, you're right on target as far as I'm concerned, man. As long as the heat doesn't go out, we're all right, and as long as the air conditioner That's works right. in the summer. Well, I was going to say, yeah, especially in Texas, because you get a little humid down there in the summertime. So that air conditioner really plays a big part. <laughs> yeah, when it's breaking 110, that's time to stay inside. There's no doubt about it. Robert, tell me a little bit about what you do and, and how you came to do whatever it is that you do. <laughs> well, how much time did you say we have more? <laughs> Two or three days. Um, We're okay. You know, yeah, there we go. Perfect. Now, you know, I feel absolutely blessed that not only am I an international best-selling author with my book, Success Left a Clue, currently writing my second one now, um, but I'm also an app designer, serial entrepreneur. But one of the things I'm kind of the most proud of is the fact that I've been blessed to travel around the world several times and personally trained over half a million students in three to five day trainings where I'm on stage up to five or sorry, 12 hours a day on stage, just living my passion and, and making an impact on people. And, you know, when you talk about the journey there, if you'd asked me 30 years ago, if I pictured myself doing this for the last 20 years, I would have been like, uh, heck no. Um, I was a Domino's pizza franchisee deep. Uh, you know, my wife and I, from our work ethic, were able to become franchisees, even though we didn't have money. We found a way to buy two stores with no money of our own, get a hundred percent financing, uh, learn quickly that there's a difference between knowing how to run a store and actually run a business. Uh, and after a couple of years of making some struggles and, um, and mistakes, learning curves, we were able to start doing pretty well. And then, of course, you know, Morris, we did something that I, I'm about to shock you because probably you've known no one has ever done this before. We actually started spending more money than we were earning. <laughs> and I hope you don't think less of me now. 
I thought that was I thought that was only for those of us in the United States, Robert. I'm I'm proud to hear there's somebody else out there doing the same thing. Hey, I'm representing Canada. What can I say? <laughs> and by the time we were franchisees for eight years, we were actually over $150,000 in personal debt and going down quickly. And that's when kind of personal development entered our lives, where we ended up going to a three-day training. Uh, just that tickets that were offered to us for an evening from that, we signed up for a three-day training. And when we went into that training, our life changed because we realized, first of all, A, why we're in debt. B, we took ownership. Instead of, I was good at blaming others for our debt. You know, that they lost my investment or because of them, we made the decision and now we don't have the money anymore. And so the moment we started taking ownership, my wife and I, our lives changed. And then C, the third thing we learned was if we wanted to have any kind of freedom in our life financially, there are certain actions we had to take. And so when we left, because of the situation we were in, we were like, we have to take these actions. And we started putting the things we'd learned that weekend into place. And next thing you know, my wife and I are actually able to go from over $150,000 in the personal debt to actually being retired, completely financially free, nine months later at the age of 32. And um, it was like life-changing, and our minds went, wow, uh, that worked? <laughs> if that information gave us this result, what would more learning do? And that's when we dove into learning from as many masters as we could, because Morris, I'm a big believer. Don't just learn one way. Don't just learn from one person. Even if you know you don't use everything you've learned, if you can pick up one or two nuggets of gold from each person you learn from, your life's going to keep moving forward. And while we were doing that, that's when I found my passion was to teach others because I believed if I could even just, and, and it all started with this, if I could help one person, one person do what my wife and I had done, go from deep in debt to financially free, it'd make it all worthwhile. And now 20 years later, I've personally trained over half a million people. My friends, thank you again for listening to the Business of Sales. We appreciate you. Hey, a quick bit of news for you just to get started today. Our friend and mentor, Dr. Randy Marshall. Well, Randy has taught many of us in the world of sales over the years. He makes no apology for his faith and his Christianity. He is in Poland right now helping with the refugees and providing aid to the Ukrainians. Randy has taught there for several years to help build leaders to plant churches in that country. Now he works to help get them medicine and clothes and food and, yeah, even bulletproof vests. So please pray for Randy and his mission and his safe travels on all his many trips back and forth. And if you're moved to help support this work, go to a website. It's tccp.pro. That's the Center for Church Planters, tccp.pro, P-R-O, and share your treasure to help a people who are truly in need of physical and spiritual support at this time. Carla and I have been blessed, and we've given to this organization because I know every penny is going to go to help a family in Ukraine and to spread the gospel. You know, our Lord taught us, as often as you've done this for one of my least brothers, you did it for me. Thank you for your support, and thank you so much for listening to the Business of Sales. Hey, let's get back to the show. That's amazing. Absolutely, incredibly amazing. I love it. What a great story. Tell, tell me more about your passion. What are you teaching people? Uh, well, you know, I do about 20 different courses. Um, I'm now developing my own trainings because I was um, training the material that changed my life, and now I'm doing my own trainings, which is all around 
uh, you know, my new book, The Authority Key, that I'm writing as an example, is not just about how to become an authority, the practical tips. But one of the things I realize is that you, if you're not the person that can handle the success, you may get it, but it'll be very temporary and it'll be gone. You'll sabotage yourself. So the major thing I love to work on with people is who are they as the person to not only get the success they truly want in their life, and I'm talking all areas, mental, emotional, spiritual, physical, and financial, how to get the become the authority in all those areas of your life, but more importantly, how to maintain it, how to be the person that can handle it and have the life you truly dream of. So those are the things I kind of really love. But my real passion, I've been also blessed to train thousands of trainers in what's called accelerated learning techniques. And I, when I can find someone who's got a message and I can help them be more authentic on the stage, more out of their head and, and so connected to the audience, whether on a virtual stage or on a real stage, that's what really drives me because I believe so many people have a message to get out to the world that the world's been waiting for. And maybe they just don't have the skills or the confidence to do it. So if I can help them in any way, step into that challenge, it just, it drives me. That's all I can say. It drives me. Hey y'all hang on for just a second. I got, I got something I just got to tell you. I'm giving away some free stuff. All right. Free stuff. I've got a copy in there of my ebook, Practical Influence with Ideas to Help You Improve Your Influence with Other People. I've got some uh, some great marketing and prospecting ideas that are on an audio file, so you can listen to it while you work out or drive or whatever you'd like to. And we've also got some stuff in there on planning for 2022 to help you make 2022 your best year ever. Just go to morrissims.com slash free stuff. That's morrissims.com slash forward slash free stuff and get your free stuff. It's just that easy. All right. Now back to the show. Boy, that's great. Cause he, having something that drives you is really the bottom line, isn't it? That's, that's what it really comes down to is being really clear about what you want. Yep. That's exactly it. Because um, otherwise, you know, look, I would just, why would I want to get up in the morning? Uh, you know, it's just another day. <laughs> and and so, you know, this morning, uh, one of the things, because I'm also, up, and I, I have no problem admitting this because I fought it for years, but now I embrace it. I'm a procrastinator. And, you know, I'm a world-class gold medalist procrastinator. And for years, I resisted it and tried to deny that I was. And then, of course, I beat myself up more because then I'd be watching for the times I'm procrastinating. And the moment I realized, you know what, it's part of who I am, I can either choose to resist it or I can choose to embrace it and, and find a way to work with it. And one of the quotes I came up with is, I design my day in such a way that procrastination cannot play. And meaning, because I haven't had to work for money for years, it's easy to sleep in. But so I will on purpose, I will schedule in meetings, interviews, coaching calls, trainings for first thing in the morning. And because I have students around the world, it can be all different time zones. So that makes it even easier. So that because the moment I commit to something or someone else, I, there's, I'm going to carry through no matter, excuse me, no matter what. And so now in the morning, it's not like, oh, I'm going to sleep in a little longer. It's like, okay, I've got this and this and this, let's go. And I'm up and, I, and once I'm up and going, I'm going. So procrastination doesn't have a chance to keep creeping in. And of course, that being said, I also schedule in times for downtime mm-hmm. so that I can do mm-hmm. whatever my wife and I want to do and just relax. So it's not always being busy, busy, busy. 
it's about having that balance in those areas of life as well. Yeah, I mean, it's really easy to say busy is one thing, but productive is another. And you, golly, I, I, I know I've spent a lot of days very busy and gotten absolutely nothing accccomplished. So it's you're right. It, it's a big difference there. And I love what you're talking about. It, it I can't just not have something scheduled. I know I've got to get my, you know what, out of bed and up. And sometimes I have to go directly into the shower just to stay away, <laughs> stay up and stay moving. Yeah. But hey, it's worth it because the rest of my day I've got ahead of me. And it's if I sleep in, it's like, what happened to the day? Where did it all go? Hey, a quick shout out this week to my friend Judy Hoberman. Judy's been on the show, and she was part of our 100th episode roundtable. She's an author. She Her book, Selling in a Skirt, isn't that a great title? That's an acronym, S-K-I-R-T, uh, not really the article of clothing. Here's the news. Judy has been recognized as one of the top experts in 2021 from powerful professionals, and she was named their Coach of the Year. Hey, congratulations to Judy. You can find Judy on the web at sellinginaskirt.com. That's all one word, sellinginaskirt.com. Her new book is Walking on the Glass Floor. Way to go, Coach of the Year, Judy Hoberman. And, and you know, Morris, you just mentioned something that's very critical for people to understand, and I'm glad you hit on it. Because, you know, I, I talk about what I call the four currencies of life. And one of the currencies is the currency of time, something we all have the exact same amount of. And yes. people will go, well, Robert, I want to change. I want to do more, but you don't know my life. I've got family. I've got a business or a job. I just don't have time. And through my studies on the currencies, I've realized that people are, like you said, really good at being busy, but they're not being necessarily productive. Yeah. And um, you know, through my own research and my own life, because I can only teach what I've gone through, you know, I can sit there and say, hey, I'm going to go to my office. I'm going to write my new book. Eight hours later, I come out and I'm like, man, was I busy. But what did I really do? And when I look closer, <laughs> it's like, oh, I was on social media. Yep, I was yep. instant messaging. Yep. I was emailing. I was texting. Oh, and I wrote a little bit of the book. So one of my disciplines that I've created as a habit is, you know, depending on the research you look at, um, I've noticed that you can only really stay truly focus on something for about an hour at a time max before you start getting distracted or I do. So I will actually schedule in on my phone. I, I live by my calendar. I might say 10 to 11, write book. And it's what I call focus times. Now, because I put it on my calendar for that hour, there's no other distractions. And I actually just write my book. And what I've learned is when I look back one hour of being productive for me is actually equal to about six hours of being busy. And so for all those people that go, you don't know my life, I'm too busy already, I just freed up time for you. If you learn how to be in the habit of being productive, you'll be amazed at how much time you actually have for other things. And I was just reading recently, and you hit it right on the head that time, it's amazing after about 50 minutes, 50 to 60 minutes of productive, focused work, or what uh, my friend Cal Newport calls deep work. Uh, Cal is my friend because I read his book. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Boy, after about that length of time in the deep work zone, 
if I don't take some time off, I become unproductive and busy again. I'm not able to yes. think deeply enough to really become productive and it all kinds of goes away. So I need, I need to schedule that off time throughout my day, I find. Yes. See, and, and that's it. See, the first thing that I put in my calendar that my wife and I do, and this comes through what I call um, life phases, is there's a pamper phase. And so if you look at money, wealth rule number one, pay yourself first. And everybody believes that, or most people do, and they're like, live by it. If you want to be wealthy, this is what you got to do. So my question is, if that's true for money, then why isn't it true for your time? And so that's exactly what we do is before we put anything else on our calendar, my wife and I will actually schedule our pamper time, time for each other, time for family, time for ourselves. That goes on the calendar first. Now work goes on around that. And because you cannot give what you don't have, right, Morris? If you're not taking care of yourself, how the heck do you think you're going to take care of anybody else? Well, I like that. That's a neat thing to come around. Oh, man. Because as I was saying, what I was reading was, boy, how do you go out there and, you know, do your work, do your thing, and then make sure you take some time off. Well, if my time off is already scheduled and I'm doing my work, man, that's a great way to look at it, Robert. Thank you. Yeah, and, and it doesn't have to be, um, well, you said schedule time off. I'm going to take three hours, right? It could be <laughs> 20 minutes or 30 minutes to go read a book. Or I use an app called Calm, and it calms my mind where I'll go because I like the sound of rain, and especially if I have a busy day. So let's use today as an example. Um, my day started with I was doing a training, and I had, I think, 12 different countries on the training from 6.30 a.m. my time to just before 8. Then I had two strategy calls for students from um, 8 to 8.30, 8.30 to 9. Then I did a podcast from 9 to 10. Now I had from 10 to your and my call where my wife and I sat down. We had our morning protein shakes together. We, you know, we have two brand new puppies that, you know, she's been taking care of and raising and, and training. So I get to come in and have fun with them and decompress. So that time was already on the schedule. My wife put it on there. It was green drinks and time with puppies. So it's right on the schedule. Now I've got a busy day until six tonight. And from six on, it's family is coming over. So it just becomes our normal thing. And so even I can have a very busy day. At the end of the day, am I tired? Absolutely. But am I burnt out? No. Which means when I go to sleep, I have a much more restful sleep, which means I'm now more gen, um, um, energized for the next day instead of going, oh, I don't want to get up. I am just wasted. And, and be clear, Morris, I've been through burnout. I've absolutely, because I overdid it. I've learned these things from my own journey. It's not just that, oh, I think this is a good concept. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've, I've experienced it, and I've learned what worked, what doesn't work for me. That sounds great. It really does, and it, it's I, – I need to do a better job of that. Yeah, you know, Robert, it's incredible. Being a podcast host, we've done 100 and probably 110 episodes now that we've recorded, and I – I have learned so much from everyone that I've spoken with on this show. It's just been a wonderful gift for me. Uh, and that's mm -hmm. one of those things I just learned. This is a great, great thing for me. And I hope it is for everybody else out there as well, because the business of sales is all about running your business. You mentioned it earlier. We can, we can know everything there is to know about, in our case, sales 
And if we don't know how to run the business, we're, we're not going to necessarily reach our objectives and hit what we want to hit. Would you agree? Exactly. Absolutely. And, and let's take a look at the root of business. Business is nothing more than solving problems for people at a profit. Yes. And what, what a reason a lot of people I've found struggle, and it's something a mentor taught me, and then I was just even a week and a half ago, I was re-listening to an interview I did with my mentor, and it also anchored back in when he was talking about business, and he's a brilliant businessman, and he's the one that helped me, like in my training experience, in 20 years of traveling around the world, in the first 18 years, I've done over $100 million in sales from the stage. So I know how to sell. And um, people go, well, what do you think the difference is? And when I heard him say it again, it really resonated. He said, if you're going to be in business and you're solving problems for people, he says, don't you dare solve problems for other people that you haven't solved for yourself first. And I was like, light bulb. Ding, 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 ding. The reason I can do what I do on stage is because I was a product of every single course I talk about, and I've seen the change in my life, how it changed my life. So I was able to come from that experience instead of, well, this is going to work for you. You need it because of this and this and this. And how many salespeople go in something to just make the money, and they'll condition themselves to be really good at talking about a product or service, but maybe it's not a problem they've ever had themselves that they've had to solve for themselves. They're just now trying to say they're the expert, the authority even though they really have never experienced it, which means they know crap about it then. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I sell blue widgets. I've never bought a blue widget. I don't know really why I would ever want to buy a blue widget, but I I sell blue widgets. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. It makes all the difference in the world. <laughs> and everybody out there knows I, I come from the life insurance industry, and one of the first things we used to teach brand-new agents was to do a financial needs analysis on themselves. And then when we finished teaching them how to do that, the next step was, okay, now take some action and go solve your problem. That's right. And, and you know, I'm going to guess that you and I are right around the same kind of age range. You know, we're <clears throat> young at heart, of course, and I will never grow up. Amen. So, but Amen. When I was, eight, when I was 18, um, and it's, it's weird because who knew I'd be where I am today but I, I've always had clues going throughout my life. I'm at the age of 18. Also, and I started into something called A.L. Williams, right <laughs> as it was transitioning to being Primerica. Yes, sir. So that tells you how long that was. And, you know, it, it was funny because here I'm 18 and I get my insurance license and I'm passionate about talking to people. And I remember going through the biggest neighborhood in the city I lived in at the time. And it's actually the city I live next to now. And I'm knocking on these big doors, and this one guy finally opens the door of this gorgeous, huge house. And I'm 18, and I'm like, sir, I want to be able to help you with your finances. I'm going to be able to do this and this and this. And he looked at me and said, son, what do you think you know about finances compared to what I know? Why are you at my door? <laughs> and, I, and it hit me, and I was like, wow. I was living in a little fourplex in you know, that rent that I could barely afford. And it was like, and, and he wasn't being mean about it. He just was like, look, you haven't, what are you going to teach me? And I was like, got it. And I even sitting down with my mother-in-law, cause I was so excited. Like, I'm going to help you. And she's like, really? And I'm the 18 year old that's, you know, engaged to her daughter. We're getting married in a year. And she's like, um, what are you going to teach me? But now you look at how many people around the world I've taught about finances. Why? Because I finally got mine in, in line 
And so from my experience, I'm able to impact people. Exactly. You got to have some credibility to walk in the door. There's no doubt about that. In whatever yeah. you do. Don't in, do the fake it till you make it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just that don't no, know. That just isn't gonna isn't gonna fly in most cases. That's for sure. A. L. Williams, golly, it's been a long time since I've heard that. All you can do is all you can do. But uh yeah. we could we could go on and on and on about permanent life insurance, but we won't. The uh <laughs> The fact is, it really all still comes back down to being clear about what you want. And it sounds like you've been through those kind of stages in your life, Robert. And you wound up deciding what it was that you wanted. What is that? Well, I'll tell you, there's two magic words that have made all the difference in the world that I live by now. And those words are, and if people that are listening are taking notes, write these two words down. Please, 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 please. It is what next. And if you think about these words, and I'll use an example. Um, one of the things I've always wanted, Morris, is, you know, I've been flying 200,000 miles around the world on average for years, doing trainings all over the world, still taking six months a year off because I like balance. And my three and a half years ago, my wife and I bought a beautiful executive acreage with the intention that eventually we would build a training center on this property and I wouldn't fly as much as I've been flying. Well, BC, before COVID, we had intentions of doing that in five, six, seven, eight years down the road. Well, of course, that was because it, this is something we truly wanted. I'm wondering if I created COVID because the universe conspired to speed up that timeline. <laughs> also, you know, within a day, I land March 10th of 2020. I'm landing back in Canada from doing a three-day training in India. And March 11th, also, I'm put into isolation because of I was in another country, this new thing, and all of a sudden, all my live events around the world are being canceled, and all of a sudden, hundreds of thousands of dollars in revenue instantly evaporating, and I played the victim. My wife and I got, went into victim role for a couple weeks. We did, and we made ourselves sick, and it was like, because what are we going to do? Thank goodness we have other businesses for cash flow, but what, you know? And then all of a sudden, when we got through that and realized how sick we were making ourselves, we said those two words. We said, okay, what's next? And my wife said, well, we've been wanting to build a training center. We've got the time you're at home now. Let's do it. And of course, a million and one, what if scenarios came in? But what if, how long is this going to last? What if we don't um, start generating all that revenue again? Blah, 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 blah. And then we, so we decided to use two more powerful words that have changed our lives many times. And those words are all in. We decided that we're going to go all in. We don't know the answers. We just know where we want to go. We want this training center. And it took a year and a half, but now I'm sitting in my office. I've got a 2,400-square-foot training center built off the back of my home because, you know, all of a sudden I can't bring students yet because of the regulations. We said, okay, what's next? And we decided to turn it into a super Zoom room. So I'm now just finishing the setting up of the monitors, the multi-cameras, where I can see three, 400 of my students. I can actually be on a stage mic'd up, and I can actually – be doing my regular trainings in my super zoom room, which then I can rent out to other people. So those what's next and all in have been mantras. I live my life by now. Oh, I love it. That is so cool. Absolutely cool. Uh, Robert, I want to be you when I grow up. <laughs> that might scare the crap out of you, my friend. Just <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. 
Robert, talk to me about running a business. Say, give me some things that our listeners can can use right now to help them become more effective and efficient in running their business. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of people consider, and I'm going to, you know, your podcast, you get a lot of entrepreneurs. And, yes. and I don't mean to be, um, you know, I don't mean to be crash about this, but really they're not entrepreneurs. They're solopreneurs. Yes. And so my advice is going to be, Quit trying to do everything. Uh, a mentor gave me some great advice a few years ago. In your business, you are only allowed to do what only you can do in that business. Meaning, quit trying to be the everything's person. You are only allowed to do what you're good at. So um, as an example, and then let me clarify that, not only what you're good at, but what no one else in the business can do but you. If I get contracted out to go do a training, I can't get contracted out and say, I'm going to send Morris in my place. They paid for me to be there. So I'm the one that's going to be there. But I'm not going to book my travel. I'm not going to do all the other things. I have people that will do that part. So I get to focus my energy on my zone of brilliance. And that's a lot of solopreneurs. They don't realize that thinking they have to do it all. And and look again, in my Domino's Pizza, my wife and I were trying to do everything. In the first two years, one of the reasons we struggled so much is because we believed we couldn't afford an accountant. We'll do the accounting on our own. Well, we were already working seven days a week in the store. When the heck did we think we were going to have time to do the accounting? And it wasn't until two years later when the government's going, knock, 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 hello, you're in business. There's these things called financials that you need to send us that we were forced <laughs> to get an accountant. And so we buckled, you know, we said, oh crap, we got an accountant. And the accountant got us caught up, and his first question to us was, how did you guys survive the last two years? Yeah. There's no way you should have been able to make it. Yeah. And our whole, here was our financial philosophy. If there's money in the bank, we're doing okay. Eh, wrong answer. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and of course, today I understand that an accountant will save you way more money than they ever cost, not to mention the burden they take off your mind and that everything's in place. And so today, every business I buy or start, I'm having uh, meetings with my financial team, not just an accountant, my financial team, before we actually move forward on decisions. Because I know the importance of having the professionals in different places instead of you trying to do it all on your own. So quit being a a solopreneur. Robert, I I couldn't agree more. When I retired from New York Life Insurance Company and, and started this business, I thought, well, you know, this is going to be fun. I can do this. I'll build my own website. Everybody on the internet tells me I can do it. <laughs> All I have to do is buy their tool and I can build my own website. Well, a year later, I had something up there, but it wasn't really a website. And I realized I had to hire somebody. $10,000 later, I had a really nice website. Uh, I had to incorporate my business. I had to see an attorney. Wow, you know, he wanted to get paid. I was used to being able to call an attorney. We had two floors on Man on Man- Madison Avenue in New York City full of attorneys. All I had to do was pick a phone and call somebody. Yep. Now they want to get paid, Robert. It's crazy. But it works. Yep. So if and you're not doing what you're good at, you're not generating that income. That's right. And on top of that, you're probably not able to do all those things that the professionals can do for you. And you need to hire the right people to do the right stuff. Well, I don't have the money. I'm not making enough money to do it. Well, that's probably because you're doing the other junk that you you shouldn't be doing. And you're not doing the stuff that's going to generate revenue. 
That's right. And I'm a big believer in the barter system. So get creative. If in the beginning you don't have a lot of cash flow, who can you add value to that can actually have a skill that you need that they can then, in exchange for the value you give them, maybe they help you out until you get the cash flow going. It's not ever just about the money. It's about that creativity and the willingness to say, am I passionate enough about what I want to do whatever it takes to bring it to reality? Or am I content enough to just be mediocre and complain about my life and struggle? Oh, man. Robert, we could go on forever. You know what? I love what you say. This is absolutely right on target. Hey, man, thank you so much for being with us today on the Business of Sales all the way from Canada. Oh, my absolute pleasure. And I appreciate you inviting me on and and spending your precious time. I believe our time is one of our most precious commodities. And the fact that not only you've invited me to be on your podcast, but more importantly, your listeners have taken their valuable time to listen, that I'd love to give your audience a gift from myself and from you, if that's all right. Oh, please. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. My my book, Success Left a Clue, my international best-selling book, my first one, if they just go to my name, robertrealpel.com, they can actually download the entire digital copy as my gift to them, as our gift to them. But it does come with a caveat, though. I will say this. The caveat is I didn't write the book for them to get it, put it on the shelf, and make it shelf help. <laughs> I wrote it. And I know people don't take action. Step number three in my book is you have to take action. So I wrote it as a workbook, and there's action steps all the way through it. And I'll even say in the book, because I am crazy, I'll say things like, hey, did you do the last action? If not, stop reading right now. Go back. Do that action before you read any more. And Morris, I'm going to promise your audience that if they download the book and do the action steps, their life will go up another level. I, I promise that. And then also at the same time, I'm all about contributing right now. I'm loving helping people because I've gone through the struggles. If uh, any of your listeners, when they download the book, they can also book in a 20-minute strategy call with me where it's 20 minutes of just sheer value to them. I'm not selling them anything. It's how do I help them in their specific situation. They end up filling in a questionnaire for me first so I know how to help them where I give them specific strategies that can take their business or their life to another level. And I've been doing that for the next little while, so I'd love to offer that as well. Well, thank you, Robert. I really appreciate it. Let's do that website real quickly. It's Robert Riopel, R-I-O-P-E-L, Robert, R-I-O-P-E-L dot com, right? That's correct. So Robert dot com. Get your copy of the book and schedule your time with Robert. I mean, this is a free 20 minutes. It's worth a heck of a lot more than any fee you might want to pay or could pay out there. So please uh, go to Robert dot com, download the book. And give Robert a buzz. Take advantage of this. This is a free gift, and it's all there for you. Robert, thank you. Man, I appreciate you doing that. Oh, my pleasure. I've been having fun doing those calls and and watching the lights come on in people's eyes. And, you know, even at the same time, we've created some seven-figure businesses for people that they didn't realize they had in them. And so it just, that jacks me up when I get to see people just come on fire. Outstanding. Well, let's hope that uh, we're able to light some fires out there today, man. Thanks again for being with us, and thanks to everybody out there for listening. Appreciate it. Hope you have an absolutely outstanding week. Go make some good things happen, and I'll see you again next week right here on The Business of Sales. 